Is your business plan very unclear and you're tirelessly working at a low-paying career? Let's help you get out of the rut and let go of the fear. It's time to excel into the million-dollar stratosphere. Now, here's your host of The Balanced Millionaire, who will take you there, Eileen Mendel. This is Eileen Mendel, your host of The Balanced Millionaire, and I am pleased tonight to introduce you to a special guest. We're going to be discussing outsmart your smart goals and how to create your dream results like magic. So first, let me introduce our guest. It's Sylvia Becker-Hill. She creates her magic from uh, during a private and event attendees by using psychology, science, and a bit of the mystical to help them, uh, free them from their patriarchal stories and struggles that are blocking them from ultimate success. She graduated with a diploma in administrative science from the Federal University of Applied Administrative Sciences and a Master of Arts in Philosophy and Linguistics with a focus on gender studies from the Heinrich Hein University in Dusseldorf. Most recently, after spending 20 years in business as a corporate change agent and leadership trainer, as well as C-suite executive coach, she has built a venture called Becker Hill Women's Empowerment School. It is a real world and online school poised to help women unlearn the patriarchal quote unquote superwoman rules that have been strangling our true success and show us how to master all areas of our lives by simply being women. Because when women own their true womanly ways, pure magic happens. Welcome to our show tonight, Sylvia. I'm so delighted to be here with you and our listener. Thank you, my dear. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, can you um, kind of give us um, a little bit of the background of how you ended up forming this school? What were some of the events that occurred in your professional and personal life that created the school that you are now leading and leading the way for women? So I'm originally from Germany and I'm married with my, my husband from, who is from New Zealand. And I lived uh, already on three continents and I worked with clients literally all around the world for over 20 years. And there was always a burning question which was driving me behind all the official labels of change management, conflict resolution, leadership training. My core question, which I had from early childhood, being a single child in a German household with 
four adults, my parents and the parents of my mom, who were all four refugees during the Second World War and deeply, deeply, sadly traumatized. And all four, which I didn't know as a child, suffering from PTSD. So I grew up in an environment of people being unhappy. And being the single child and the sunshine of their lives, I had always this question, this drive, how can I make them happy? And so when I grew older and, uh, and discovered my love for knowledge and research, it was still my driving question, what do we humans really need to, to be happy? And happy means in all areas, from private themes like love life, over corporate themes, how to make more money, how to grow companies, how to be a better leader. At the bottom, it's always the same question, how can we be more happy? And being so long in my business, in the whole coaching industry, having reinvented myself every time I moved around the world with my husband and my two boys, I was obviously also exposed to different cultures. Germany, living in Europe, then Michigan, United States, in between for a short while back in New Zealand. When I moved to California a few years ago and uh, <laughs> was witnessing here what was happening here in the United States. The whole, the year of the election of the last presidency made me very aware that there is still a lot of work historically to do regarding true partnership between men and women. And the election of the current presidents activated me in a political sense. And I decided that I don't want to have just a business to serve a few of my corporate clients and to make wonderful money for me privately. I wanted to have a business which has also taken a political stand, which uh, follows my soul's purpose. And so I took a stand for women's leadership. And I defined my 30-year legacy plan, 30-30, which means 30% more female leaders in all sections of society, in all industries, in all boardrooms, worldwide in the next 30 years. Why 30? I've done a ton of research over different industries, different countries, and the numbers of women in boardrooms were always shockingly low, but you could say in like a positive average, they were always just around the 20, like 18%, 21, 22. So when we add the 30, we will come to the measurable, tangible 50-50 between men and women in different uh, industries and boardrooms. So this is now my business mission, 30-30, and I'm now in my third year, and I launched the leadership training school called the Becker Hill Women's Empowerment School because I also realized that everything I have learned and even I was teaching over 20 years, often it lacked this very specific dimension of viewing leadership through the lens of women because this comes now today here tonight to our topic how to outsmart smart goals we all are part or having grown up in the patriarchal culture, which means in a culture where everything male is perceived of higher status than everything female. And this is in no way men against women or women against men. It's about cultural values and principles. And the patriarchy as we know it globally is 
in its decline. The patriarchy has stopped functioning. The patriarchy is around 7,000 years old. And the current global crisis themes from climate crisis over migration waves, over the growing uh, wealth gap between the poor and the wealthy, the impact of artificial intelligence wiping out probably around 70% of all the jobs as we know them in the next 25 to 30 years. The patriarchy and its way of thinking, its mindset, its values has no answers to these global uh, problems and challenges and issues. So we need desperately diversity. We need desperately more women in all boardrooms. And this is what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm still working with, with wonderful men and my school will also expand and will offer a curriculum and a leadership path for men as well. Right now, what we have rolled out so far is the first quarter of, of obviously four quarters of our so-called evolutionary path of leadership. Evolution is a trademark I coined where I merge the name Eve from Adam and Eve, the first woman's name from the Bible, and I merge the name Eve with evolution, just changing one letter to evolution, where we women take our own evolution into our own hands. And this is um, how I came about my school and uh, why I'm passionate about it. And it's also the opening of the bridge for our focus topic here today. Well, I certainly can feel the passion in your words and your emotions just from your description just now, and I know you from having known you for many years, um, that you are uh, you're a thinker outside the box. Um, yes. So to break down the walls, basically, of the patriarchy um, and uh, establish something new it takes a force of a lot of energy, more than just, you know, I know you're, you're <laughs> a force unto yourself, but um, it is a very large undertaking. So what is your vision in terms of getting, you know, a mass movement, for instance, uh, started? Or, you know, what, what, how do you see things like breaking down those walls and, and then rebuilding something that is more, um, it is more uh, open cross-culturally and uh, gender-wise to um, to so many others that have been excluded in the past and more inclusive. So what's go what, what are you, some of the thoughts you have on this? So you're absolutely right. I believe, and for everyone listening here who is a leader, I assume, when we have goals which we could accomplish all by ourselves, I believe these goals then are too small. I believe our true soul's goals are always so big that we need the support of others that we can't do it alone. So I started a few years ago a movement called Women Rising. I have a growing uh, Facebook group of female leaders from around the world, from different countries, cultures, nationalities, and different industries. And so I don't have not only my school, but I have a growing online community. I started now locally doing uh, in-person workshops and events. I have my own podcast on uh, the usual podcast platforms. You can find the Women's Empowerment School podcast. 
So what I'm doing is whatever I can through mentoring and teaching and public speaking. I travel the world to speak on corporate leadership platforms and uh, women's movements related platforms. I've been uh, twice to uh, the United Nations for the big commission of uh, women, the yearly conference of the state of women and girls being honored to to speak that always just for a minute, but several one minute slots and just absolutely life changing. So I do what I can to activate as many women and leaders as I can. And for my own business, the vision is that through licensing in the next uh, decades, I, when I close my eyes, I see a world map and the world map is painted on a piece of wood with some wiring behind it. And there are these little light bulbs. And when I close my eyes, before I go to bed, it makes me choke up because it's really my soul's purpose. I see all these light bulbs going on whenever a woman somewhere in the world in the town she's living in is launching her own business, her own women's empowerment school. So my curriculum, the foundational one, has four quarters, 24 courses, which is the evolutionary path where a woman literally dismantles the patriarchy in her own brain between her own ears, where she is breaking through the glass ceilings inside herself to shed off all these external expectations of us being this superwoman, truly becoming herself. And then if she feels called to step into the leadership to spread that transformation, to, to share with other women where she lives and where she works, all that she has learned, then she goes through a meta-level training with me where I teach her literally how to train my trainings, how to become the dean of her own Becker Hill Women's Empowerment School. And my logo, BH, my vision is, as, uh, and I'm not affiliated with them, but just as an example, HP, Hewlett Packard, HP, two letters. If you ask anyone, probably everyone in the world, what do you think when you hear HP? People think ink and printers. Printers, ink, most people have one at home in their home office. So my vision is that latest in 10 years when I travel the world and I ask people, hey, when you hear the letters BH, what do you think? That they will tell me BH stands for Women's Empowerment and True Partnership Between Men and Women for a World That Works for Everyone. So that's my vision. So even when I grow old and can't work any longer, my research, my content, my school will live on beyond my lifespan. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it and doubt-free that it will happen. Just a ton or not a ton, a gazillion details of the house are constantly, constantly changing. There's uh, it's a steep learning curve, obviously, for me. I'm 52 and I come from this very uh, old school European corporate in-person paradigm. And my learning curve in the last years, I'm surprised my brain didn't explode. Now being constantly live on all channels and uh, having my school uh, online on a state-of-the-art platform. So there are a lot of challenges, but um, my why, the goal is um, soul-aligned enough, and this is something I want to talk here today about how to create magic. It has to do with alignment. When who you are and your values you believe in and your own sense of integrity and, and your passion for your own calling, when that all comes together in your leadership, you cannot not live that. 
and that radiates it's it's like you you sweat it out of your pores it's it's something people sense smell seal see feel and that attracts the right supporters the right clients the right ambassadors the right friends and partners to to what your big mission in life is so so i'm optimistic even though it's in a lot of details a huge unknown but the ultimate vision is uh, is very clear so I know my destination. I just don't not I don't know every day exactly the the next step or the path to take. But I think that's with all big visions the case. Right. I can tell you're a visionary, very idealistic. Um, because I know there will be, and you know too, there will be bumps along the way, um, and blockades because you know people don't like change. However, if you have a strong enough group of women um they're not they're not going to get you know stuck on the roadblocks um they're going to keep moving forward and find a way to jump over or go around those roadblocks so yeah and i i would like to challenge what you said people don't like change we 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 say that a lot and we hear it a lot and i don't think that this is any longer true I think now people are desperate for change. I believe people are longing for change. It's just that so many of our old blueprints and so-called success formulas have stopped working that people are scared and confused and overwhelmed and don't know how to change. But I believe people are longing for change. Yes, we have subconscious resistances and subconscious fears and blockages, but consciously, nearly everyone I know is ready for major changes. I mean, and when I mean major, like literally uprooting the way we operate and and how we how we work, because it is not any longer sustainable. The systems we have built in the last 50 years, they are not sustainable. They're not healthy for, for anyone, not for men, not for women. And the price my executive clients pay is simply way too high. So I believe the old meme, people don't like change, it's not any longer correct. I believe people long for change. They crave change, yet are confused, scared, and uh, overwhelmed and don't don't know how. And this is where you and I come in, where we can make a difference through our research and, and expertise. Being on the same journey of, of trial and error, but a few steps ahead because we take the time to, to do the research and have the access to the scientific new paradigms, which is always uh, a few steps ahead from what is uh, known in mainstream. And so I see people like you and me being bridge builders between the research, between science, between what a small group of elite already knows to mainstream and using here this beautiful podcast slash radio situation to, to share the newest insights. And the new insight is people crave change in a way historically we might have never done before. And I do appreciate, I think um, our listeners do as well, the fact that you have lived on multiple continents and this is these comments that you're making are not just based you know having lived in one single area or just the u.s you've been all over the world and you've seen <laughs> you've seen what's going on and observed you know the different cultures and how 
you know, the, the, the world is changing, not just here in the United States, it's changing all over. So, uh, Sylvia, um, you said that um, people are longing for change. Um, do you see that um, the uh, what you're teaching, I know you're based here in the United States, but are you seeing there's a lot of reception also from other countries? Are you getting um, a lot of... Um, input from other uh, nations all over the world? Yes, absolutely. My tribe is uh, is global. I, I, have, I work with clients from all around the world. I think the only continents I've never had clients from are Antarctica and uh, the Arctis, but I uh, have had clients from all uh, continents, all countries, and um, my podcast is listened to in over 50 countries right now, and I have women from 15 countries currently in my Facebook group. So yes, my, my perspective gets always fed from my international uh, connections. And, and it's very um, symbolic. My husband is from New Zealand. And when you take a globe and you poke with a very long knitting needle through Germany, through the globe, you come out on the other side in New Zealand. So my husband and I are symbolically like antipodes and our family and social circles are literally uh, wrapping, embracing, spanning the, the whole globe. And our two uh, teenage boys, they traveled so much around the world and have more mileage probably on their back than some of my top executive clients. So we consider us for as, um, as uh, world citizens and not any longer being uh, citizens of one specific country. I'm smiling because as I've been attending a lot of conferences, um, particularly last year, everybody is saying that businesses now have to think globally and the world is more global than ever before. So what you put out there just gets out there. You know, if it's something worthwhile, we'll get out there very fast compared to what it used to be. Yes, it's the, the blessing and the curse of the internet because we all are so um, culturally, globally now interconnected through social media. But sadly, the, the rise of loneliness and depression worldwide is, is shocking because there is a layer of illusion of connectivity through the internet, which can't substitute real life experiences with other people. So for me, it's a paradox. Right now, as more my online school is reaching out globally, as more I, <laughs> I resist to travel, as more I want to just stay home in my little wonderful uh, countryside farm town here in Vista, California, and as more I'm focusing on nurturing my local tribe by literally creating small events for women and nurturing friendship and socializing because our bodies, our souls, our energetic and emotional bodies we, we carry with us, we need the in-person interaction and we have to be very careful not to fall into the illusion of more connection through uh, the internet. I can't, I'm not an expert about the younger generations watching my boys. I believe they already have a completely differently wired brain. Their socializing, their needs are, is already so different from my generation. So I'm not an expert about neuroscience of uh, the next uh, two generations. But I can say for uh, the women, the people in my generation, 
we need for our health, for our um, psychological hygiene, we need real in-person experiences with other people. Otherwise, we sadly fall into the growing statistics of loneliness, depression and, and the global rate of suicide. Even though our world in itself is developing better and better. We, we have less diseases. Okay, the coronavirus right now is an exception. But in general, we are getting older. We have better health care. We have better medicine. And yet, sadly, so the Internet, the blessing to be able to reach out with messages to the last corners of the world, it also has some tempting and addictive side effects we have to be very strong to to set boundaries and we all have to make conscious effort to nurture our experiences within our families our friends circles our neighborhood circles and not abandon the real life to uh, the fake illusionary life online that's well well put um because it's just rather disturbing the trends that are going on as we develop uh, more and more technology that separates us from personal um, face-to-face or even um, lifting the phone up to get that personal contact. Now, um, I want you to, just for the audience's sake, just describe what you believe or what you see as patriarchal and how you see a more matriarchal culture. So just, you know, yep. tell us how, how what's going to shift, you know, and, and uh, where, you know, what, what it was and what you, you see it as being in the future. Oh, thank you. I love this question. So first of all, I want to make it very clear, we are not going backwards in time. So the matriarchy, which was historically the age before the patriarchy, where everything female was of higher status than everything male, we are not going back. What we are now moving towards to, and that has to do with the whole globalization, it has to do with the internet, and it has to do with these big complex problems I mentioned, like climate crisis, migration waves, etc. We need, evolution always supports that which serves the sustainable survival of the planet. So we need diversity, we need literally the partnership between the different kind of brains and bodies and souls of men, of women, and if you are intersectionality thinking of all the bandwidths, we have finally come to the freedom, to the realization. It's very patriarchal to think in a binary code of just men and women. So we have now all this freedom, the bandwidths to define the different um, gray zone, colorful zones between the two gender codes. So we are not going back into the matriarchy. We are moving towards a post-patriarchal society where there is not yet a collective new term for. I like the name Equalia, Equalia from Equality, which uh, comes from a book I read a few years ago from a British journalist, and I apologize, I don't have her name right now on my tongue. So as a working title, Equalia, where men and women are equal. And uh, key is to understand that the patriarchy in itself is not just it's not bad I'm not judging it as bad or I'm not judging men as bad I for me it's always about the awareness to become conscious the culture I like a fish am swimming in like the water I don't see as a fish 
we we men and women we are not aware often in our everyday life how much the culture the values when everything male is of higher value than everything female how that impacts us and going back to the topic of today where i promised to teach your audience how to outsmart smart goals the whole coaching and consulting industry now for nearly 30 years, we were teaching the model of the SMART goals, that when you want to be successful, you have to write down your goals, and ideally they are SMART, which means specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. I was teaching that. I had for seven years my own coaching training school where I was teaching that. But the thing is, when you look into the world, if these SMART goal paradigm, these rules, how to pursue goals, if they would have worked, we all, <laughs> we all would be uh, super wealthy, slim, fit, happily married, lots of money, lots of sex and live on the beach or top mountain hut, whatever your style is. But it's not that people are more happy or more successful despite this model. So, and what I want to bring to the whole discussion is that whatever model we use or whatever blueprint formula you have learned, there is what I call the context blind spot. I say the word again, the context blind spot. People are not asking themselves, where do you come from when I pursue my goals? For example, SMART goals. So, beloved listener, I invite you, when you pursue anything in your life, that you ask yourself, where are you coming from? And this, where are you coming from, that means, what are your paradigms you believe in, your belief system, your culture, your religion, your nationality, your, your family heritage, your lineage? Because when we are young children, the first five years, our brain is like a sponge, We take on everything, everything we see our parents do or other authority figures, everything we hear being said, being taught. And this has such a deep, lasting imprint in us that when we grow older and we are mature, we are not any longer aware that we are to a high degree I can't say the exact percentage because different scientific schools are still debating it. There are schools, pretty radical, who say that 95% of everything you think or feel or do every day is just a repetition from the past. And only maximum 5% are really new and original, which is not very attractive for a visionary like me. So my point is to, by explaining what is patriarchal, where are we having our blind spots, I'm, my goal is to empower people to make new choices, where you can consciously, whenever you find something in your subconscious mind, maybe you have a bias. We women, we in ourselves as a gender, we have a sexistic bias against other women. All the catfights, all the comparison, the judgments, the, the mistrusting each other is a result of the indoctrination from the patriarchy where we women had to fight for the most powerful man in the room because men were our door our gateway to resources and power because we were not allowed for nearly 7,000 years we were not allowed to vote to make our own money to have our own business to to get a credit at the bank etc in germany it was till 1976 by law not practically any longer um, practice but by law a woman would have needed the signature of her husband to sign a working contract 
I don't know when the law was changed here in the United States, but just till around 20 years ago, a woman couldn't get a bank loan by herself without a husband's signature if she wanted to buy a house, just 20 years ago here in the United States. So there are a lot of things which are still so ingrained that we are not questioning them in our everyday life. I love what you just said. Um, we're going to have to take a brief break. But Sylvia, uh, let's continue our conversation when we return. We'll be right back. My business has lost its upward momentum. I'm working up to 14 hours a day, but my sales seem to have plateaued. I'm so overwhelmed. I used to have that same problem, but ever since I found the Balanced Millionaire Consulting Firm, our sales and profits have risen sharply. Even our staff is more engaged, and the atmosphere is full of energy. I have no time to work on my business to develop new sales and marketing strategies. I would love to expand, have strategic partnerships, and access to financing. You can do all of that and more. The Balanced Millionaire Consulting Team advises you on streamlining your operations, establishing alliances, and most importantly, increasing your revenues and profits. Let us help you build value and reduce stress in your business. Take charge. Don't let your business control your life. Visit TheBalancedMillionaire.com or call 442-224-0160 for a free consultation. That's 442-224-0160 or TheBalancedMillionaire.com. founder and CEO of The Balanced Millionaire. Who are we and what is our mission? We are a strategic business advisory firm dedicated to advancing leadership and business growth. Listen to what our clients have to say about us. I was blessed to meet Aileen. She has done numerous things for my business, from giving me professional advice to introducing me to new connections and going as far as finding me new team members. I cannot say enough about her and her business for the help they have given to my company. I've been working with the Balanced Millionaires team. They've helped me in setting up a concrete plan to get my business to the next level. Eileen is a cheering, inspiring and benevolent advisor. Knowing that she's gone through the same challenges gives me the confidence that I'm on the right track. If you are a growing seven or eight figure business that is ready to reach new heights, contact us at info at thebalancemillionaire.com. That's info at thebalancemillionaire.com. We're back from our break, and I have with me my guest. Sylvia Becker-Hill, who has formed the Becker-Hill School of Women's Empowerment, and she is here to tell us how to outsmart the SMART goals. So, Sylvia, you were previously, before the break, you were telling us about uh, the shift that will happen as women gain more consciousness of what is currently the situation, which is um, basically a world driven by uh, male ego and male um, ways of doing things, and turn that into a more female-oriented world. So um, give us more ideas. Or what, 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 do you, what is that all about? How do you outsmart the SMART goals? 
Thank you, my dear, here for the intro again. And I want to mention one paradox, one challenge uh, we have here in this conversation is we are talking about literally a new world, a post-patriarchal society with the language, with the words of the old society, which is really a paradox. Because as you said, uh, male ego or feminine ways, these are still words which come from the patriarchal uh, binary logic of black and white, female and male, and that in itself is a problem of in the patriarchy. It's not any longer sustainable to only operate on a binary code where every decision we make or solution we find has to be manageable as an either-or. The growing complexity in the world needs a non-patriarchal logic, a non-binary code logic, where it's where it's possible to say both as an answer to the question. So I want to point out it's not about who is better or men are not right or becoming more female. It's about discovering how our old culture is uh, hurting all of us, men and women. My male executives, they suffer from the patriarchal corporate structure in different ways, superficially, but then compared to women, but they suffer as well. So how do we outsmart smart goals? We outsmart smart goals by understanding where we are coming from as patriarchically grown-up adults. Because in the patriarchy, for example, I chose for today three very simple aspects which are powerfully working when professionals pursue smart goals. One belief in the patriarchy, and especially strong here in the United States, is speed that speed is better than going slow because time is money. So a lot, most people, when they put down their smart goals, they rush, they make two short deadlines. I mean, <laughs> I'm married to a senior program and project manager. Every project I've seen my husband lead in the last 22 years always ran out of money, out of time, because all the smart goal setting is always rushed. There's always this pressure of speed, 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 because time is money. That is a blind spot. It's a value from the patriarchy we have to overcome. So to outsmart your smart goal, my first very practical tip for everyone listening is, please slow down. <laughs> you have to slow down. And that is scary because everyone, our society, I paid thousands of dollars to business mentors who all had these memes like speed to market, Sylvia, be fast, uh, outrun the competition. It's all, and now I'm getting into the second blind spot. It's this action focus, the hustling, hustle, 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 action, 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 doing, 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 doing. So most people with smart goals believe that as more they hustle, as more successful they are. Sadly, superficially and short term, they produce more results. I repeat, hustling brings short term, more tangible results, but only short term and only the tangible results linked to the smart goals. And yet when it comes to sustainability, to physical health and to emotional fulfillment and soul satisfaction, oh my gosh, for most people, and yes, there are always exceptions, there, there are a few happy hustlers I know who will be always addicted to hustling and they love it. Most people, they don't love the hustling and they end up with tangible results, but burned out, sick, 
and broken marriages, they don't know their children, they have not seen a gym in decades, they are overweight. So the action, 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 hustling focus is not sustainable and not healthy and for women even less than for men because we are physiologically and our bodies, our emotions and our hormones, we are not designed for that. That doesn't mean women can't hustle. Here, I don't want to poke you into a, a warp's nest for a certain feminist. Sure, we can hustle. I hustle too. But yet it has to be in a sustainable, healthy way with a healthy, beauty beautiful framework so in order to get out of that pressure again it starts with slowing down and then to focus on your beingness and what do i mean with that yes i live in california but i'm german i love science i'm i'm a bmw under the coaches in the coaching industry i'm not woo woo when i say you have to focus on your beingness that means you have to focus Who are you? What is important for you? What are your values? And definitely to stay connected. What do I mean with stay connected? In our smart goal, high-speed, action-focused, driven world, people lose connection to themselves. They lose connection to other people. They lo lose connection to nature, to something called grounding, where you literally, I mean, Beloved listener, I ask you, when was the last time you walked bare feet over a wet lawn of grass? I mean, things like this. When was the last time you were sitting with your back at the trunk of a tree and closed your eyes and could sense the water rushing through the veins of the tree trunk? People are losing the connection to nature, to other people, to themselves, and to whatever you like to call your spiritual source, uh, God, higher self, soul, spirit. People are losing these connections. And you need those connections for a healthy beingness, but you can't create these connections and feel them consciously when you are constantly hustling and totally action-focused. And the third blind spot in this whole smart equation, swimming in the patriarchal soup of cultural, subconscious, collective values and beliefs, is that most people write down their smart goals, define their smart goals, without reflecting first on their definition of success. I repeat that again. Most people pursue goals without reflecting first their own definition of success. Because in our patriarchal culture, there are three measurements of success, which are power, status, and money. I repeat, power, status, and money. And that's okay if you figure out that your own sense of integrity, your own values, your own conscious choice would choose those three tangible measurements as well. And yet, most of my clients I have worked with, men and women from very different countries, nationalities and cultural backgrounds and religions, most of them have other things they define success with too. For example, health. For example, a bliss, uh, blissful marriage. For example, healthy uh, children growing up into good citizens. Or a work-life balance to have time and space to pursue your hobby. I, for example, my soul dries out when I can't paint. 
since I reconnected with my childhood dream of painting and being an artist, and since I have my own little art studio in, in a wooden children's playhouse shed here in my garden, I spend every week now multiple hours painting, and I'm flourishing, my business is flourishing, and my clients are flourishing more because I'm taking the time and have a commitment to paint. So my definition of success, if I would you know, make a gazillion amount of more money and uh, my image would grow and people know me more but I would lose my time to paint it wouldn't be a success for me it's so this is the third blind spot beloved listener please before you pursue any goal in your life reflect on what is your definition of success and I underline you 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 because most definitions of success in our society, they are either collective, as I said, patriarchy, status, money, and power, or they are coming from your parents, where you maybe need to pursue the same career your dad had or your mom, or they're coming from your social circles. Here in California, it's I'm, I'm surrounded by wonderful, sometimes wonderfully crazy entrepreneurs. There's so much pressure here it's it's nearly impossible to be uh, perceived from external perception to be happy as an employee or to to pursue uh, a new job somewhere when someone says oh i got laid off everyone immediately assumes now you become an entrepreneur and you jump into the geek economy or you economy so there are often society's pressures and external expectations we are not aware of so i repeat if you want to Create success in a way which is sustainable, which is juicy and joyful. And I will go more in my definition into magic in a second. But first to make it very clear, where are the blind spots around smart goals? The big context blind spot is here, the impact the patriarchy has on our goal-pursuing blueprints and formulas. Speed, time is money, action, hustling focus and unreflected definitions of success. You have to break these blind spots. And when you do, you can do that by these simple three strategies. Simple, but yet you still have to do them. Slow down. Switch from constant action into taking breaks. Manage your beingness. Connect with yourself, others, and your spiritual source. And last but not least, Come up with your, your unique definition of success. And with these three strategies, you are already breaking the patriarchal thinking box and you are out of the context blind spot and you are on the path of creating results in a completely new way, which not only will you bring better and more results, I believe it will start to change who you are and how you show up as a leader in your business or career. Well, I love, I love everything you're espousing. Um, slowing down is definitely key in a world of it had to, had to happen yesterday. Um, and that keep there's pressure every day on performance, keeping up, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with this and that, you know, um, things being thrown at us left and right uh, unexpectedly on a daily basis. So that's, that's, you know, one thing. 
and that has to actually uh, permeate throughout society. It's, it's, it's going to have to happen because people are getting burnt out. If we're continuing to speed up, there's only so much our physical bodies and emotional um, mental state can take. Totally. So, Absolutely. So what sort of exercises or what sort of things um, can people do to slow down or even appreciate uh, slowing down and see that they can be more productive when they slow down? What are some of these yep. tools? Yeah. So a key meme in my school and uh, in my tribe is inner alignment first outer action second i say it again inner alignment first outer action second and that is something beloved listener please write it down put it on post-its placket all your walls with that put it up on your screen inner alignment first outer action second what does that mean Inner alignment is that you check in before you pursue, let's say you have a, an important meeting or you start a, a new project or you have to go on a stage and present something. Before you go into the outer action, outer action means a visible action, stepping onto the stage or entering the boardroom or grabbing the phone to make a sales call or whatever. Before you do the outer action, you check in with you. How are you doing? How is your body feeling? Do, did you eat enough? Did you have enough water intake for the day? By the way, that's one big tip. Most people don't drink enough water. They forget it because they are so action-focused and hustling. How is your sleep quality? So check all the physiological levels of your beingness because a sick leader is a bad leader. Then other alignment pieces are between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind Obviously, there are a ton of different pathways and tools to use to get into your subconscious mind. If you have never done it, I highly recommend you uh, hire a coach, someone who is trained to create what I call brain alignment, who helps you to understand what your subconscious drivers are, your motivation, your values, your big why, your vision, and, and helps you to align the content of your subconscious mind with your conscious desires, dreams, and goals. Because when you align everything of what you are, your subconscious mind, your body, your, your inner ego, your inner little boy or girl, and your dreams and your different roles in your life, when you come into alignment, that is the moment where you start to act from inspiration and not any longer from pressure and shoulds and external expectations. When you are internally aligned, you turn on, and a lot of people don't believe that's possible. A lot of people say it's inherited. I say, no, you don't need to inherit charisma. You can turn on, as a leader, your charisma switch by creating inner alignment of everything of what you are and believe in and stand for and all your roles in life. For me, for example, I was first uh, self-employed. I started my own business and a few years in my business, then I became married. And then four years later, I became a mother. And these were two huge transition phases where I had to step out of the binary code of the patriarchy because in Germany, where I grew up, there was the belief you as a woman, you can't have both. You are either successful in your love life and have a happy marriage or you have 
a fulfilling career and make a lot of money. I didn't like that either or. I wanted both. So I had to consciously step out of that belief, I can't have it all, I can't have both, in order to create having both, having a wonderful, blissful marriage and a career and a, uh, my own business, which is satisfying. And then a few years later, again, when my husband and I decided we wanted to start a family, oh my gosh, I was terrified. How do I juggle to be a good mom and a good businesswoman? Because again, patriarchal logic, either or, you have to make a choice. No, I, if you, when you ask me either or, I will always tell you both. I want both. So again, and each time I used different modalities, I was uh, studying and getting certified at the time. For example, Systemic Constellation at the time was a training I went through, which helped me to align my inner businesswoman with my inner mother so that I was able to be both a wonderful, caring, loving, devoted mother for my children and a businesswoman. Did my business change in the early years when my boys were young, baby and a toddler and we moved around the world from Germany to Michigan? Of course. Did I have a gap? Yes. After each birth, I took a few months off. Yes. And yet I never stopped being a businesswoman and restarting my business was joyful and easy. And it was without guilt of my mother's side for me being a mother and without guilt regarding my business because I flexibly was able to adjust both how I mothered and how I ran my business. So this is what I mean with inner alignment. When you become truly who you are with all your parts, you turn on your charisma, you attract resources, partners, collaboration, other people, and your result production, your pathway to your success, whatever you define as success, becomes so effortless that it feels like magic. For me, magic is not defying nature's laws. It's not that you suddenly start elevating with your feet uh, 30 feet above the floor, above the ground. No, magic is when you see a growing number of synchronicities in your life, when you sense the drag, the pressure, the stress is just curling off yourself like, like water drops under the shower dropping off from your body and your alignment inside yourself creates the magic. And this is why some of my clients, I call my leadership uh, training school the Hogwarts of leadership because they I teach them literally how to turn on this magic button, the charisma, where they start to, to live from an inner being level from the inside out versus the patriarchal typical outside pressure expectation outside in paradigm so that's it that's um, how you can outsmart smart goals how you can break out of the patriarchal box and how you i believe become a leader which i call a luminary a luminary is someone who is carrying the torch of light into the darkness because the patriarchy is in some aspects like the dark ages it's so brutal the patriarchy is so brutal with men and women in the workforce we need more leaders being the luminaries 
who carry a torch of light, of kindness, of of uh, humanity, of of work-life balance, of sustainability, of reconnection with oneself, others, nature, and the divine into our businesses and into our corporate world. So what I gave you here today is uh, one potential way of um, how you can do that. And if you have questions, please, I'm so easy reachable. I'm on LinkedIn, Sylvia Becker Hill, Sylvia with SY, LinkedIn, Facebook. You can find a ton of things on my webpage, becker-hill.com. And uh, if you are a woman, I definitely invite you to join my uh, Facebook group and tribe where we have weekly free empowerment training, dismantling the patriarchy together. And you find access through my webpage, becker-hill.com forward slash community, forward slash community. This is a redirect straight into the Facebook group. And uh, for all genders out there listening, please follow my uh, weekly podcast. I'm restarting next week after a short uh, break where I give you tips like today, helping you to dismantle the patriarchy between your own ears and, um, yeah, and reach out to me with questions, with feedback. I am available. I'm not a guru on a pedestal. I'm just a passionate uh, luminary, and I hope you you join me in this uh, movement of creating a world based in gender equality and a world that works for everyone and not just the very few with lots of power, status, and money. Thank you so much, Sylvia. I think you encapsulated in these last few words um, everything that you spoke about and all the passion that you have and a vision of what the world will be like, because I have no doubt that it will change and women will become more empowered in the future. And I hope it's within our lifetime, Sylvia. So we can see it happen and you can see your own business grow and reap the rewards of all the hard work you're doing. Thank you, my dear. And and it's already happening. And I have so much hope because the younger generation, uh, the teenagers, the young uh, 20-somethings, they are already acting, thinking, feeling in so many ways uh, differently. So we just need to empower our our older adults too so that we have uh, quickly enough a different kind of uh, leadership among men and women so that uh, we are not screwing up too much uh, right now uh, globally regarding uh, the climate uh, situation, etc. But I'm full of hope. I'm, I know, um, I trust evolution. I mean, life, life is, um, what's, what's the right word? You can't kill life. Life will always survive. It's just the question, who of us becomes a dinosaur and uh, doesn't survive the current uh, times of change? So I know life will prevail and evolution will support those who focus on collaboration, who focus on what the world needs and not what they and their ego and their greed needs. Thank you so much for being a guest on tonight's show. And tune in for our next show coming up. We have a guest that will talk about longevity, but uh, I'm not going to spoil that. So stay tuned and 
look for me at thebalancedmillionaire.com, www.thebalancedmillionaire.com, and find out more by joining me on my LinkedIn and Facebook page. And thank you so much for listening tonight. And thank my thank you, my guest, Sylvia Becker-Hill. It was a pleasure thank to you. have you. Thank you so much for having me. And beloved reader, thank you for giving us your precious attention. That's such a gift. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into The Balanced Millionaire with your host, Eileen Mendel, business consultant, multimedia marketing expert, renowned speaker and author. Connect with Eileen Mendel, The Balanced Millionaire. Increase your confidence, creativity, balance, awareness, direction, motivation, and catapult your business to the next level and beyond.